Welcome to the Artist Academy podcast, the audio version of our Facebook Live series, Art Talk Tuesday. I'm your host, Andrea Earhart, and I am so excited that you're here to catch the weekly replay of my laid-back yet very inspiring conversations with other full-time professional artists. The purpose of this series is to show aspiring artists like you that it is completely possible to make a great career out of this art thing. And if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop over to facebook.com slash groups slash artist academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. I'll see you there. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high-profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business, and now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com, that's advancedmember.com to learn more. How to price your art. Okay, so along with what kind of paint do you use? This how do you price your art question is one of the top questions I get weekly on my Instagram and in the Artist Academy Facebook group. And for good reason. Pricing is difficult. Even for me some days, I'd say probably 90% of the projects I get, I immediately think, uh, what am I going to charge them? What's fair? Yet, what's profitable. <laughs> I don't want to crazy overcharge and have my customers say no and walk away. Also, I don't want to undercharge. I don't want to be kicking myself later when I'm spending hours upon hours on this for almost minimum wage. So I don't want to be underpaid and I don't want to devalue my product either because I choose the wrong price in a moment of weakness. So what's the right answer? Well, first off, I'm going to just put it out there that there is no right answer. Sorry, <laughs> but I'm going to show you the methods that I personally use to price my murals and canvas projects. Now, I feel like I'm just putting it all out there, and I feel a little vulnerable about this, to be honest, because I know that there will be people that think I'm pricing too high, and some artists on the coast, especially, that think I'm pricing too low. And I just want to state that I do currently live in the Midwest, and will probably live here indefinitely. The cost of living here is relatively cheap compared to bigger cities um, on the East or West Coast, so if you live outside of the Midwest, you're right, your rates may be higher than mine. Um, just like if you're just starting out, your rates may be lower than mine, or if you're way more experienced than me, your rates should be higher than mine. Okay, enough disclosure. I'll get into the two main ways I price my art, and then I'll tell you which way I prefer. Okay, so I'm going to actually pull up my pricing guide right now on my computer as I'm recording this, and you guys can download this at artistacademy.co slash pricing guide. So artistacademy.co, so not .com, that was taken. So artistacademy.co slash 
pricing guide or you can go to the link in my bio on Instagram and I have it listed there. So you can download the guide to just look at exactly what I'm looking at right now. It's like a five, six page guide that just gives you a step by step and a, a couple formulas so that you can figure out how to price your art. That way you can look back at it later and you won't be just so confused or weak in the moment when someone asks you, hey, how much does this cost? So the number one way I price my art, <laughs> number one is by size. So this is pretty common. So you can use canvas square inches or mural square feet. So how do, do you get a square foot or a square inch? I know a lot of you guys are probably like, yeah, 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 I know how to do math. But just in case someone doesn't, um, you get square footage by, by multiplying height by, by width. So basically length times height. Um, so if a wall is 10 foot high and it is 8 foot long, that is 80 square feet. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So length by height or yeah, tall by width. Same thing. So that is how you get square foot or, or square inches. So some common canvas rates. Uh, you can start by 25 cents a square inch, 50 cents a dollar, um, a dollar fifty, two dollars, three dollars, five dollars, whatever. <laughs> just pick a price. Um, right now, I just on canvas rates, I'm probably at like a dollar per square inch. Um, I don't take a lot of time on my stuff either. Um, pretty quick. Um, I usually keep things pretty simple, not overly detailed. You're not going to see any just ultra-realism paintings from me. They look realistic. However, there's no hyper-realism in it. So it takes me, I don't know, a day or two to paint something at max or else I just, I lose interest in things. So I try to keep basically all my paintings on canvas under two days because I'll, I'll just lose interest and that's just not fun. So I use a dollar per square inch. You can pick whatever you want. It doesn't matter. And the more common thing that I get, since I'm a muralist, a local muralist here, I do more murals than canvas projects. So murals are by the square foot. So I normally say $15 per square foot is a good average cost. And one thing, when you, when you tell someone $15 per square foot, their mind thinks $15. And they say, they see that little number and they're like, oh, that's amazing. That's a deal. But when you go and multiply that, so say you have a 10 foot by 10 foot wall. So it's a hundred square inches just to keep the math really simple times $15 per square foot. So you're looking at $1,500 for a full mural on there. And so it can, I mean, it, it can add up really quickly. So on here, on the pricing sheet, I have $10 minimal coverage and minimum detail, so $10 per square foot, $15 moderate coverage and some detail, $20 full coverage, and then $25 plus is museum quality. So again, like if you're on the West Coast, you might start at $25 per square foot. I know, um, I actually know some artists who do that, but so just for a disclaimer, these estimates are in no way meant to be used as a concrete system. These are just the ones that I use. 
Okay, and I actually have a formula on this pricing guide that you can fill out. That way you can just figure out what your square inches, square feet, all of that. You can just kind of play around with it. I have like an example on here. I have 18 square inches, or sorry, 18 inches times 24 inches equals 432 square inches times a dollar per square inch, $432 for this painting. So if you have someone that asks for an 18 by 24 painting, you can just look on your sheet and be like, oh, no problem, that's $432, which is actually a really specific price. So they'll be like, oh, there was some thought put into this. Awesome, and she was able, able to tell me right away how even more awesome, because people really, they want a good product and they want a straightforward answer. Now let's move on to method number two, which is time. Time is life's ultimate currency. So you need to ask yourself, how long is this project gonna take me? Really, so I'll use the $15 per square foot thing because it sounds pretty good, but ultimately I will use by how much time it is gonna take me. So, and, okay, so just to be completely, completely upfront, um, when I was first starting out, I charged $300 for a day's work. So about eight to 10 hours for a day's work, $300, which is about 30 some dollars per hour, which is pretty good when you're first starting out, especially when you're just getting out of college and you're used to baking, not, like not much. So that's what I would charge then. Nowadays, I charge about 650 for a day's work. Now, I say that it is over, over doubled, but also my skill level has more than doubled in the last five, six years, and my speed has, I'd say, more than doubled in the past five, six years. So I can produce a better quality and at a faster rate. So you can set whatever you want for your rate or your hourly rate, your day rate. This is just what I charge in the Midwest. Again, it just kind of depends on where you live. So again, referencing this pricing guide right here, on here it says, do you have a project in mind? How many hours do you think it will take you to complete that project? By the way, it will always take longer than you think, and I am preaching to the choir here, because I, all the time, will underestimate how much time a project will take me all the time. So I tend to pad it a little bit with some time, and even then, it will usually go over. Usually, I've, I mean, I'm, I've gotten better about it. You'll get better about it the more you do. Um, so just give yourself a little leeway. If you think it's gonna take not even a full day, charge a full day. Because that way, if it takes you less time, um, everything's good, or you could actually just give them a less of an amount on the final invoice, up to you. I actually, so story time, I did a giant logo for a really big brand here in Springfield, Missouri. And I told them, I was like, hey, this thing is gonna cost about $3,000. And I think it's gonna take me several days. Like, I think this is what it's gonna be. And it actually took me two days to, to complete it. And I was like, okay, what do I do? Like, I had to like dig deep in my conscience, right? Like it took less than half the time. And so I was just like, okay, like what comes around goes around. I'm just gonna be completely honest. And I I invoiced them for much less than 
what I bid it for. And I was like, hey, it didn't take me as long as I thought. And what that does, you can have a customer for life when you do that. So you best believe that the next time that they need something painted, like hand painted, they're gonna call me for sure. They're not gonna ask around. They're gonna be like, they're gonna remember, first off, the really good job that I did. And second off, how honest I was with them when I charged them less than what I bid it for. Okay, so looking back on this pricing guide, it says see page four for a chart of the different artist levels and the equivalent hourly rate I personally charged at each level. These estimates are in no way meant to be used as a concrete system. So let's just skip really quick to page four of artist levels. So these are completely made up as to what I have personally gone through in my art career in the past almost six years. First level is aspiring artist. Second level is when I had it as a side hustle. Third, beginner working artist. Fourth, experienced working artist. And fifth, expert. So let's walk through these. An aspiring artist, you have sold nothing or just a handful of paintings. So I would like you guys, you, you listening right now to really just kind of try to pinpoint exactly where you are. So if you're like, okay, great, this is how you price your stuff. How do I price my stuff? This is what I'm telling you. Find out which at which level you are that I'm that I'm listing off, and then I'm going to tell you what I charged at that level, and you can decide for yourself if you want to charge that amount or if you want to change it. Up to you. But this will give you a really good starting point. So, Aspiring artists, you have sold nothing or just a handful of paintings. You have a natural artistic ability, but are not sure what to do with it yet. So basically, members of the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, that is basically you. Um, often painting just for fun, I put on there that I charge 0 to $25 an hour. So in the beginning, you're doing a lot of stuff for free. <laughs> like I did it. Almost every artist has done it. Don't feel bad about it. It's a really good way to just get practice for one, practice for two, <laughs> and three to get your name out there. So practice, practice, and to get your name out. Um, there's no, absolutely nothing wrong with doing a painting and not selling it. Absolutely nothing. You've always, you've gained something from it. You've added to your portfolio. Um, you've just, you've gained experience from it. Okay. So I charge between zero to $25 an hour. Right there. I, I mean, honestly, I'd say $25 for the hour is pretty high. I remember I spent a few hours on one painting. I'd say I spent maybe four hours on it, and I sold it for like 75 bucks to my friend's grandma, and I was so ecstatic. I was so, I was so happy. So anything at that level is great. So moving on, stage two, side hustle. Art is not your full-time job, but you regularly sell a few paintings here and there. Um, I'd say just for, if we want to put a number on it, I'd say equivalent to maybe 500 hours of practice or experience. And the dollar amount, so if you fit in that, the dollar amount that I put on there is between $25 and $40 per hour. So that is basically what I was at when I was charging $300 for the day. In my first couple jobs, I'd say I was in my side hustle. Art was not my full-time job. I remember someone reached out to me on Facebook uh, about doing an American flag mural. It was actually a veterans museum. And they just reached out to me and they're like, hey, how much would you charge? And I was like, $300. I don't know. And they're like, okay, great. <laughs> so that's what I did. And so it, I mean, it just builds up from there. Stage number three, 
beginner working artist. So art is one of your main sources of income. It might be your full-time income, um, but it is one of them. And I'd say the equivalent to probably a thousand hours. And with that, as if you're if you think you fall on that, a beginner working artist, I charge between forty and sixty-five dollars per hour. And I really say it's probably closer to 40 because I've always undervalued my art. I've always undervalued my work. It's just a habit that I've had to get over. And I'm going to bet I'm not alone on that. So um, that's what I charge. Let me see if I can think of an example. So actually, right in there is maybe where I first started working for Bass Pro Shops. So I had some experience and they hired me on for about around that rate. And I was so happy about it. I was like, yep, I still had a lot to learn, but they were willing to take a chance on me. And I did pretty good work. Um, obviously, I did way better work when I was an experienced working artist, which is tier number four. So experienced working artist. Art has been your main source of income for several several years equivalent to 5,000 hours so you've been around the block you have likely done several several projects several murals or whatever your thing is and you you know what you're doing basically you don't need a lot of direction if you're an experienced working artist you I'd say I mean you have just it comes pretty regularly you're you're continually booked out, or at least for certain seasons of the year. Um, I know, like, as an artist, you kind of have to save in certain seasons and just work your butt off around fourth quarter, around Christmas, right? And so that, if you have at least 5,000 hours, the dollar amount that I charged in that era, which was really just a couple years ago, um, or in the last couple years, really, I charged between 65 and $85 an hour, which is pretty good for someone working in the Midwest. And so yeah, okay. So now the, the next level is expert. This is basically centered around the 10,000 hour rule by Malcolm Gladwell. Have you guys heard about this before? I have repeated this several, several times because it really just puts a number on a on a skill level, I guess, and so which makes sense to me. But Malcolm Gladwell says it takes 10,000 hours to master a subject. So 10,000 hours of skilled practice in one subject to really master it. Believe that or not, agree with him, whatever you want to do. But I think it's pretty close. So on my pricing guide right here, it says expert, you've made art a career for many years and have experience in several avenues, calligraphy, murals, canvas, etc., or have mastered a particular genre. So you've stayed in your lane or you're just an overall rounded artist. So that can deliver a lot of things, which is kind of what I consider myself. I, I don't think I'm like particularly over the moon amazing in one thing. I just think I'm really, really, really good at a lot of different things. So calligraphy, murals, canvases. I think I'm just like an overall rounded artist who can deliver a ton of things. Or I have contacts that I can get you in touch with someone who can do sculpting or, or the such. Okay, so at this level, I charge $85 per hour. And actually, I feel a little weird about talking about this because not... Not a lot of my friends even know what I make, but I want to, just because I think it's just weird talking about money 
you know, especially in the Midwest. And so, um, but I wanted to make this pricing guide podcast and I didn't think I could really do that without just being completely transparent and just telling you guys what I'm charging. And so that, that gives you something to either aim for, or if you're at this level, just to know like, Hey, we're doing the same thing and you're, you're charging the right amount or you need to charge more. It's up to you. So those are the artist levels. Pick out which one that you fall in. And I told you my equivalent hourly rate. And so you can just take that or you can choose your own. I mean, the great thing about working for ourselves is that we can make our own rules. We can we can decide how much we, we will charge. You overall, you are the one who can set that standard. Moving on to, I just put in this question and answer section in the pricing guide because I get these questions enough. So I was like, okay, I just I have to put them in. Number one, do you charge for travel? Yes. <laughs> my made up rule for this is to charge half of my hourly cost for travel. So example, if my day rate is $500 to paint, then my travel rate is $250. I also include hotel and gas if applicable. I do not charge for travel if the job location is convenient or just within an hour or two. So just kind of kind of use your brain on it. Like if you think that you you have to really go out of your way to do something or to do a job, charge for it. Your I mean your time is valuable. Um you could charge your whole day rate. I'm not sure what the the total rule is about this subject. I just kind of make my own. Again, you can make your own, but this is what I do. You can do as you wish as well. Question number two, do you charge for supplies? So the supplies, the paint, the brushes, all the things that you need to complete a job. And yes, I typically give a supplies estimate in the proposal or the bid or the estimate. And if I do not exceed that amount, I let the customer know that I save them a little money in the final invoice. And they they really like that. So typically I'll just give a rounded number if I'm doing a mural project and it's kind of small and I think I'm gonna have to get a couple gallons of paint and some brushes I'll just say $100 for supplies I mean I don't really go and I don't really dissect like hey okay a brush costs $10 um a paint costs $20 a gallon like I don't really go into that maybe I should I don't know I'm just like whatever's quick so I give a rounded estimate and yeah Also, do you charge for changes or a redo? So there, it really just depends on the project. I mean, no artist wants to, wants to have someone change something at the last minute or request a redo. Like that's not a very good feeling. But if there are only minor changes that take an hour or two or less, or basically not much time at all, then no, I'm not going to be like, Hey, okay, no problem. You're you're paying me a thousand. I'm gonna need eighty five dollars more um, to do this extra hour. Like no, like <laughs> um, customer satisfaction is everything above all, and I mean it's it's just not worth the over oh, the overpayment. And sometimes if you need a change, often it's because it wasn't communicated in the beginning, um, which could be your fault, which could be the customer's fault whatever, it doesn't matter. Let's just keep the customer happy. If it takes not very much time at all to do a little bit of little changes, little additions, just go with it, I'd say. 
However, if changes exceed several hours and the client basically wants a new painting, then yes, the best way to go about this is just to be very calm and upbeat while stating that this is just standard procedure. <laughs> um, so I'll just be like, no problem. What you're wanting is basically a different painting than what I sketched out in the beginning. No problem. I would love to make a new painting for you. That's going to cost an extra $1,000. <laughs> and oftentimes they'll be like, whoa, whoa, whoa. And they'll be like, never never mind, or we could just make a couple adjustments or whatever, um, but just be super upbeat about it. And this is something I've had to learn. This is something I still have to do, my, like myself. Anytime anybody wants a change or a redo, like, usually I'm just ready to walk away from the painting or the mural and be done with it and move on to the next one. And they're like, wait, 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 let's change this. Let's change this. Some people are picky. Some people are not. It, and you, sometimes you don't know that until the end. So the best thing to do is to do a sketch beforehand and preach in the choir. Like, I am not the best at that. I hate spending time on sketches, honestly. But lately, with a couple projects, I'm seeing that that's just the best way to go about it, a total time saver. So, I mean, and it really just depends on what your client is like. So if you think they're going to be picky, if you think that at all, do a very detailed sketch before you go and paint the painting because it can save you time later. But if someone does ask for a redo or some changes, remember just to always keep the customer happy and even though you might not want to spend more time on a project, act like you do. <laughs> question, let's see. Also, I put on your question four. If you like this tutorial, a lot of people, or this, this pricing guide, or this information, a lot of people will be like, okay, how do I get more of that? How do I get more of this art business goodness to help me out with my art business and get more clients and just all that stuff? If you would like more of this podcast, more of this guide, go to Advanced Member com to see if becoming a part of the Artist Academy Advanced membership would be a good fit for you. I have invoice templates, proposal mock-ups, contracts, and all the things every working artist should use on the daily. This is all stuff that I use and I give it all to everybody who's in my membership group along with weekly Q&As and just a bunch of tutorials and just all the things that every working artist should have, things that I wish I had in the beginning when I was first starting out so I didn't have to just Google everything and ask for referrals from here, there, and everywhere and watch YouTube videos. I put it all together in one membership group for you to help you along your journey of becoming a working artist. So if you are in basically in one of the two top artist levels that I mentioned before, so aspiring artist or side hustle and possibly beginning working working artist, if you think you need a, a little bit of help, um, if you're in those top two, especially aspiring or side hustle, this membership is perfect for you. I'm just going to tell you. So you can go to advanced member dot com to learn much more about it. I have a webinar up there um, to give you a bunch of more information. I give you a walkthrough of what it looks like inside the membership. Literally every question that I've ever gotten before someone signed up, I try to answer. But 
If you have more questions about this pricing guide or how to price your projects or just really anything, you can hit reply on any of the emails that I've ever sent you. It goes straight to my inbox. Or you can just email me or send me a DM on Instagram. I'm I'm sure I'm gonna guess you're gonna be, you're gonna be following me by now. That's probably how you found this podcast. Art by Andrea Earhart. On Instagram, just send me a DM. I reply to every single one of them. If you're especially if you're an artist needing help with literally just about anything, I will reply to you and we can get it going. Also, on this pricing guide, I'm now looking at the very last page, page six, the bonus the make a plan page. So on here, I walk you through by asking what is your weekly slash monthly slash yearly income goal? Work backwards from the yearly goal if needed. So what what we're doing on here is you're going to figure out what you need to make per week to make your yearly goal. And I think so (laughs) applying math to art just really just helps to make everything make sense for me, um, and just to put things in writing, too. So if you have not printed out this guide, I highly suggest it because there are a lot of fill-in-the-blanks in this thing, and so you can figure out what your price per square inch for canvases is, what your price per square foot, what your hourly rate is, and also what your yearly income goal is. I have on here, you can break it down from the year, divided by 12 months, divided by four weeks is your weekly income goal, divided by your hourly rate equals hours per week. If I ran through that really quick and that's a whole lot of math, you can just go download the guide and you can go straight through it. I have one last thing on here, a quote by Tony Robbins. He says, the meeting of preparation with opportunity generates the offspring we call luck. A lot of people just kind of want to wait around and just like wait for something to happen, but I'm so not into that. I so believe in this Tony Robbins quote right here, the meeting of preparation with opportunity generates the offspring we call luck. So preparing before you get the opportunity is huge, which is why we are doing this pricing guide and writing down everything so that when someone calls you tomorrow or next week asking for a project to be priced, you can almost just tell them on the phone, hey, no problem, confidently, this is what I charge. And they can tell you, all right, yes, we would love to hire you. And that's it. All right, so I hope you enjoyed this quick pricing guide. I hope I answered a lot of questions for you. Um, this is the number one question that I get all the time, but if you have any questions, please let me know and I will see you guys next week. This episode is sponsored by the Artist Academy Advanced Membership, a program for artists who want to up-level their art game by taking it from a hobby or a side hustle to a full-time art business. I've been a professional artist for over five years with paintings in several different countries and a client list that includes high profile companies such as Bass Pro, O'Reilly's, Duck Commander, and many, many more. So I figured out what it takes to build an art business. And now my heart is set on teaching aspiring artists like you to do the same. Go to advancedmember.com. That's advancedmember.com to learn more. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. Also, if you ever want to join us live and have your questions answered in real time by myself or featured guests, then just hop on over to facebook.com slash groups 
slash Artist Academy every Tuesday at 8 p.m. Central Standard Time. And I'll see you next week.